Welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. Good morning. Good morning. It is Tuesday. We're talking, let's talk lending. And today, I just want to talk about what's going on with the 10-year, the interest rates, affordability, the shock value of housing. Holy shnikes. Holy shnikes, Batman. Like, I don't even know, right? You just want to keep talking about the fact that that the future of real estate will continue to provide financial stability and support. And I know that to be true at the core of who I am, right? But when you see interest rates going up like they are, when you see home prices going up like they are, the struggle is real. But I don't think it's going to slow down. And that's kind of, I guess, where I want to talk about today. Because this morning, the 10-year went up to 2.864. It is quickly approaching 3%. The 10-year is being affected by people's anticipation of the Fed rate going up dramatically, I guess, is the most basic word, right? So the Fed has already come out, several members of the Fed have come out saying that they need to raise the Fed rate more than a quarter. They need to raise the Fed rate a half a percent or even three quarters of a percent. That kind of dramatic move is having a negative impact on the overall bond market. That bond market being reflected by the 10-year, that 10-year is affecting or relative to our 30-year. So when we look at where we're at with the 10-year right now at 2.864, our interest rates should be over four. They should be four and a half, but they're not. They're five. They're even higher than that because of this expectation. So where will rates go? So this past Friday, I put on a, um, I showed the relationship between the 10-year and the 30-year fixed, and especially based on the influence of the Fed rate. And based on the Fed rate, possibly breaking three, going to three and a quarter or four as the Fed tries to put a limitation on inflation, we could actually see interest rates hit five and a half, 5.75, maybe even touch six before they start to come back down. So will this impact buyers? Will this impact buyer demand, right? And I don't, so far it's not. So far, the demand is still strong because we have demographics. So I wanted to share, so home.com is actually a website that is published by uh, Fairway Mortgage, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. They do a phenomenal job. Our marketing team does a phenomenal job of putting out some really interesting blogs. They put together a blog late last week or early this week. I'm going to call it late last week summarizing the reasons why we're continuing to see high pressure on home prices. We've talked about all of these things, but they did a great job of lining it up in one place. So I wanna go through these six things on exactly why we continue to see rapid price growth, right? Because it's going to continue to happen. Like it's not stopping. Just because we're seeing interest rates go up, we're still seeing the highest bid over ask. We're still seeing incredibly high average and median home price growth. We're still seeing 20% appreciation. Now, We'll hit the top and we'll slowly come back down from that, especially as we see a little more inventory this spring. But these six things 
at one of them is really kind of going away. The rest aren't. All right, so the first one created this massive demand these last two years, and it's the artificially low mortgage interest rates. We had an incredibly strong demand, whereas we were already going to have a strong demand due to demographics and due to just coming into this home buying age. We knew that. And of course, this whole new enlightenment of what home means to you. But then on top of that, we had these artificially low interest rates, which just added fuel to the fire. Now that's going away. And if I had to talk realistically, I would say that four, four and a half or 5% is probably the right interest rate. 2.5, 2.625 and 3% were not. Those are not normal interest rates. Those are artificially made low due to the impacts that the Fed had. So we had artificially low interest rates. We also had low housing supply, and we had low housing supply because of what had happened over the last decade, right? Due to the housing bust, we had builders not able to procure financing, not able to or procure workers, right? They didn't want to build. They had just been burned. It wasn't like they were ready to jump right back in and start building massive amount of homes. They were dipping their toes in. So we were short new home builds for over a decade. Then of course, when you have the home builders that want to get back in, now they're limited by supply. Now they don't have workers because they're either at home because they have COVID or they're on unemployment or they found other gigs. So they're not coming back into the construction world or you have limited supply. So all of that continued to put pressure on low housing supply when we had this incredible demand scooping up all of the supply that was available. On top of that, which we already mentioned, number three in the article was talking about the millennial household growth. We know that. I've shown this chart numerous times, and I actually love this chart, showing the fact that the oldest age group today is 30 years old. The Freddie Mac put out a report saying the average age of a home buyer is 33 years old. So if the largest age group today is 30, we still have at least three years of those home buyers coming in to their average home buying age. But if you actually look at the birth rate charts, we have high birth rates going on for years beyond that. Yes, it dips down, but it doesn't dip down nearly as much as my generation. When we were 33, right? We had Roe v. Wade 33 years prior to that in 2006. So if I look at 2006 and the drop off of home buyers, it had everything to do with that age group being that age that 33 years prior to that Roe v. Wade. So that age group, we had a drop in birth rates. That drop in birth rates created a lack of home buyers uh, interested on purchasing those homes. And of course, you know what we had? We had incredible spec supply at the time. All right, the other thing was the inflationary actions by the Federal Reserve. If you actually look at the monetary policy and if you look at liquidity, right? So printing money, however you wanna state that. If you look at liquidity being the highest it has been, and then of course we had these low interest rates, you see that that demand is picking up because not only do I have low interest rates, which is allowing my money to go further, I have more money to spend, right? Like I don't know that I care. 
If I had that kind of liquidity today, even with these higher interest rates, we would still see that high uh, spend because we have the money. And that's why we're seeing it. We're seeing retail sales going down right now, but not dropping, just slowing down, coming off of highs. All of that will continue to see that will push us into a recession that will drop interest rates and create another fuel on this fire, recreating the demand and sparking another cycle of lower inventory, stronger demand, higher home prices. That is yet in front of us and something that you wanna pay attention to and something we're talking to a lot of buyers about because we wanna be in front of that instead of behind it. Especially if you're a first time home buyer and you missed out on the last two years, you don't wanna be sitting on the sideline now watching all of the home prices go up, especially heading into if we do see and obviously everybody's crystal ball is quite cloudy at this point. But if we do see a, a recession that drops interest rates, which typically happens, home prices typically go up, we're going to see that massive movement again. So that is something to watch because whenever we see increased money supply, we see increased home prices, which goes back to what the Fed is doing. When we see increased demand, unlimited supply, we see increased home prices. That's just basic supply and demand economics. We also are seeing increased building costs and inflation, right? We're seeing inflation across the board. CPI has never been higher. That increased cost of everything rolls into home prices. Those increased home prices are not only for existing homes, which have supply and demand, but even those new build homes, which might not have supply and demand because you might just be able to go to the builder, put your deposit down and get that home. But that build costs more for them to build this year than it did three years ago or four years ago or five years ago. So they're building more expensive homes, whether it's the same size home for more money or they're just upgraded saying that those people who can afford these homes can purchase the new builds. Everybody else is going to have to purchase the existing homes. Of course, we're seeing very simplistic multi-units, townhomes, condos going out at more reasonable prices. And then the number six reason, which I thought was really interesting, but absolutely true, is just good old fashioned FOMO. I mean, that is so true. I don't want to be sitting on this side while everybody else I know is buying. So I have four, almost 40 people on my team and we meet twice a week and we do status updates on all of our home buyers and all of our loans. And we ask icebreaker questions every time. It helps us to get to know each other better on a personal level. Well, this last meeting on Monday, I asked everybody, what, would, what advice, what singular piece of advice would you give your younger self? Think about that for a second. What singular piece of advice would you give your younger self? Well, it wasn't truly surprising, considering the team that they're on, that many of them thought, I wish somebody had helped me understand the power of real estate when I was younger. I wish I had bought when I was 18, when I was 20, when I was 22. I wish I had put myself in a position, whether it was credit repair or, or debt consolidation to purchase today. I'm not ready, I can't for whatever reason. Right? I wish I was ready today. I wish I was ready three years ago. I wish I was ready 15 years ago, right? I mean, it's that you can't woulda, shoulda, coulda yourself. You can only look at where you are today. The second best time to plant a tree is today. Of course, there was many of us that said, I wish I bought Google stock, <laughs> right? A decade ago. I wish I bought cryptocurrency a decade ago. We didn't do that either. So there you go. 
Good old-fashioned FOMO is real. Because right now, people are getting into home ownership. People are building more equity than they are income. They are supporting financial futures. They're supporting options, options that only real estate gives you the kind of options to pull that cash out and to do something with it by investing in other real estate or investing in the stock market or investing in yourself in a new business or in college or in your kid's college. That's the kind of opportunity that today's equity has provided a lot of people. And if you didn't get in, you're on the other side of that. So what do you do now? Do you bail all together or you decide that today is the day, right? Today is the day, despite these six things that are keeping home prices high, that will continue to keep home prices high for at least the next three to five years. As we work our way through this, rising interest rates will slow sales down. It will, but low inventory will keep those home prices high comparatively. Even if our close to list drops down from where it is today, almost 106%, we know that there will continue to be demand, strong demand on limited supply, and we can't build our way out of this. Interesting stat, reverse mortgages hit a peak last month. Why? because those people looking at moving into a more senior friendly living would have to spend more money and they have all the equity in their home today to do a reverse mortgage and to stay there, to age in place. Part of me loves that. The other part of me knows that that's gonna limit supply. And when I heard that reverse mortgages had hit a peak last month, that that told me that there are opportunities that are being taken by our seniors. Those baby boomers are not so quickly going to leave those homes. Those millennials and the Generation Z behind them want to move in. And there's very few homes to buy, which is going to keep our current situation where we're going to have rising home prices and continued limited supply and strong demand in this housing market today. So... If you have not yet made the decision to jump in and you're still finding excuses on why you're waiting for the bubble to burst, you need to give me a call and I'd love to sit down and talk with you. That's it wrap for today. Nicole Ruth with the Routine Fairway Mortgage. Hope you guys are having a fabulous day, fabulous week, and we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.